Welcome to the Not Old Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 347. Today's episode is brought to you by Glutadose. As part of our Business Build Out CEO interview series, our guest today on the Not Old Better Show is Andre Phillip. I will introduce Andre Phillip in just a bit, and you will hear his enthusiasm as an entrepreneur. This show is an important one for the Not Old Better Show audience, who in many cases are thinking about second acts or new careers, starting a business and becoming an entrepreneur. As I say, we'll speak to Andre Phillip in just a moment, and you will hear Andre Phillip's infectious energy, which he says comes from a wide range of experience in entertainment and advertising. Andre Phillip has developed campaigns for an impressive array of clients, including HBO, Paramount Pictures, Universal, Disney, EA Games, NASCAR, Showtime, 20th Century Fox, ABC, Fox Sports, Bravo, and Easter Seals, which we will be talking about as a nonprofit quite a bit today with Andre Phillip. Andre is a rare hybrid of a business-savvy executive and creative thinker who cultivates an environment that thrives on swift thinking, a high level of execution across his many businesses, but he's also somebody who gives back to the community. Andre Phillip is the CEO of ELA Advertising in Los Angeles. Please join me in welcoming, via internet phone, CEO and founder of ELA Advertising, Andre Phillip. Andre Phillip, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me, Paul. It's great to talk to you. I've had a chance to do some research on you and your organization, get to know you a little bit. And I have to tell you that one of the things that just stands out is this startup story of yours. And, and it's fascinating. You wrote movie posters. You wrote movie trailers. That then exposed you to the world of marketing, which is now your career. So what was it that led you to start an ad agency? Yeah, you know what? I think uh, you know the core of that is the entrepreneurial spirit that I think at the time I didn't even know I had. But looking back, I guess that's what that's what it would be. Um, you know, and being in, in kind of entertainment, uh, advertising, it's a certain kind of uh, fit, finish, polish. It's a certain way of thinking. It's a certain speed at which entertainment works at, right? So, you know, imagine you get a script, you have to read the script and you got to come out with the marketing campaign. What is that, you know, uh, that movie poster, what's it saying? What's that copy? What's that image? What's that visual that's going to sell that movie? And we work at lightning speed with a high level of execution in entertainment. And then, of course, you know, understanding how to tell a story within 30 seconds or one minute or two minutes, which looking back now, that was like the, my breeding ground and my training ground for, you know, short form content, which is movie trailers, right? Being able to tell a really great story. And so, you know, for me personally, I saw an opportunity in the, in the world of general market to expand beyond advertising uh, in entertainment and go into general market and take what I learned in entertainment and then apply that to the world of, of general market. So that was kind of like my, my vision and my pathway. I like the reference to this entrepreneurial journey, and I think my audience will relate to that too. You started young, and so do you ever think, well, maybe if I'd started a little later, I would have learned some lessons that I could have applied? What did you learn that drove you to start young, and what is the key to starting an entrepreneurial journey? That's a very good question. So age, you know, you got to understand the spirit of age and you can apply that no matter whether you're in your thirties or forties or fifties or sixties or seventies. Um, what, what the, what the naivete gave me at that young age was, uh, lack of really fear and process 
right? I didn't know. I just, you know, have a saying, you kind of jump off the cliff and you grow wings on the way down, right? <laughs> I didn't, if I would have known then <clears throat> all the steps taken and all the things that could or couldn't happen, I probably would have, would have, wouldn't have started it because, <laughs> you know, cause you, you know, you can overthink and rationalize yeah. your way right back into not doing anything. And because I didn't really see any way that it would, that it wouldn't work. And because I didn't really know how I always thought to myself, how do you start a company? You just start it. There's no way, there's no manual, there's no plan. I mean, yeah, there's a plan, but really if you've never done it before, you don't really know what you're doing and that's okay. And so at any age, you have to be okay with that. And you have to be okay with just jumping and going and taking action. And I think part of that is being fearless. And I don't mean fearless in a bravado kind of way. I don't mean fearless in a look at me, I'm so cool and I can do anything. I mean that failure is part of the process. Uh, doing the things that you feel uncomfortable doing is part of the process. But when you're young at heart, it doesn't matter. You're so passionate about what you want to do. You don't really see the obstacles. You just see it as like, well, of course I'm going to stumble across the way and I'm going to scrape my elbows and my knees a little bit. That's part of the fun. <laughs> I like that too. Well, age is a factor. And certainly for my audience, it's a big factor. And I think all ages need to continue to learn, especially though my age, but you seem like somebody who is still doing that. You're still learning, you're still growing. And I wonder if that's an intentional part of your plan and your, your business model. And do you always expect to continue to learn? And then tell us what's your favorite method of learning? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's I love this topic because I'm a student of the world. And I really mean that. And it's like my favorite, I'll, I'll start with the end. My favorite method of learning is, is asking questions. I am so curious. I ask everybody questions. I ask you know, when I see a new form of technology come out, you know, I ask questions when I, when, when Uber was, you know, becoming a thing, I would talk to the Uber drivers and say, tell me more about, you know, so how did this happen? Like you got a phone call, like you saw a website, like how did you even know? And what came first, the driver or the customer? Like, I'm so fascinated by this stuff. So I'm not asking them how much money they're making and, and is it better than taxi cab driving? Cause that's irrelevant. Like it's, it's, I'm so curious. And I think that I stay curious and I ask questions and I think that learning is part of life. And, and of course, you apply that to being an entrepreneur and that goes back into uh, uh, you know, some, of the, some of the lessons that I've learned or I guess some of the key values that I have, which is nothing is too precious to break it down, crumble it and start all over again. Um, and so a lot of people have a great idea, but they're so emotionally attached to it because maybe they told some people about it or their egos in it. And so when they have an idea, they look at that as that's me. If I share with you my idea, that's my DNA. So if you don't like my idea, you don't like me. If there's a problem with my idea, there's a problem with me. But here's the interesting thing about being a creative. My entire life has been spent being scrutinized by what I do and put out in the world. Oh, I like it. I don't like it. That worked. That didn't work. You know, think about if you're an art student, you put your art up on the wall and everyone critiques it. So you have a very callous skin. And so what that's allowed me to do is it allowed me to continue, continuously learn and not attach my ego into my plan, into my business, and into understanding that what I thought was right, maybe I can learn something from somebody and apply it. So that goes to my bigger point, which is 
you know, it's not about the information. It's about how that, that the, 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 the practice of that information. How do you apply it to your life? And I could take, that's a spiritual thing. That's a business thing. That's a relationship thing. We all kind of know what good looks like. It's the consistent application of that and learning and not being so precious that you say, well, I don't care what you think because I'm right. Because I read a book one day and the guy said, no matter what, stick to your guns and you're going to end up a billionaire. Hi, it's Paul. We'll be right back with ELA Advertising CEO Andre Phillip to talk more about business startups. You know, whether you're working or semi-working or even retired, your functional body, fitness level, your health, your vitality are all important and so crucial to us as we age. They're all subjects we've talked about a lot here on the Not Old Better Show. As mentioned at the top of the show today, we're brought to you by Glutidose, and I'm going to talk about something a bit different in terms of a healthier and fuller life. You know, to live that fuller life, it gets complicated because we live in a complicated, toxic world filled with dangerous chemical substances, radiation pollution, processed foods, alcohol, smoke, stress, and many other factors that threaten our healthier, fuller life. We're born with an intelligent immune system that's constantly defending us against viruses, bacteria, parasites, fungi, and even precancerous cells. However, stress, age, external factors, among other things, sometimes exceed the body's natural capacity to defend and detoxify properly. Our body does do this with the aid of glutathione, which is naturally found in the cells of our body and it works with our immune system as a key detoxifier, antioxidant, and eliminator of what are known as free radicals. Here's the issue. Starting at age 20, our natural glutathione levels decrease eight to 12% every 10 years. Additionally, other factors such as stress, unhealthy eating habits, unhealthy eating in general as we get busy, all contribute to the depletion of our natural glutathione levels. Most adults over 35 have less glutathione than what their immune system requires to function properly. So our sponsor, Glutidose, taken on a daily basis is an effective way of increasing glutathione levels and helping our immune system to protect us, to feel better, and to prevent diseases. Glutidose comes in a liquid form which, according to medical research that we will link to, is absorbed best in the body. And the dose is pre-measured for you inside a single-use vial to guarantee the exact precise dosage. Plus, I will tell you from my own experience, glutidose tastes great. Glutidose also includes vitamin C and zinc that helps glutathione work better and boost our immune system even more. Other potential results after 30 days of consecutive glutidose use are you should start to feel more energetic. If you exercise frequently, like I do, you will notice an improvement in both your physical performance and recovery. Muscle pain from working out will ease quicker than usual. You will sleep better. All of these characteristics make Glutidose a one-of-a-kind product worldwide. Glutidose is produced in the U.S with the highest pharmaceutical standards and the best quality ingredients. These are my statements and have not been evaluated by the FDA. The Glutidose product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, you know, we're going to provide links in the show notes to glutidose.com better, but you can go directly to glutidose.com better and check it all out. You'll be happy you did and you'll feel great. Now back to our guest, business builder and CEO of ELA Advertising, Andre Phillip. We're with Andre Phillip. Andre Phillip is the CEO and founder of ELA Advertising. 
based in California, and Andre Phillips sharing some great information with us. One of the things that I found in my research of you, Andre, is that you're very proud of the fact that you give back, particularly to nonprofit organizations. In addition to giving back, you serve and you offer marketing advice, and you have this great statement about your nonprofit work, celebrate, don't separate. It just jumped out at me. So here's a twist of a question for you. How might that apply broadly to my audience, to those of us who are in the 60 plus age group? Yeah, I think that giving back, you know, I, there's many ways to give. Um, one is transactional. I give money and then I feel good about myself and maybe I get like a plaque on a wall somewhere. Another way to give is to be of service. And that could be in many different ways. That can be with your time. That can be with a skill set. And another bigger way to give is to is to give at a you know affect uh, be a part of one organization to affect thousands, if not millions, of lives. I've managed to find a way to do all of those things where I can not only just give financially, but um, because you can find a lot of people that that that's very emotionless, right? A check is a check, and that sure that helps. And depending on the size of the organization, you know that that may help more or less. Um, but being involved with an organization, and so I'm on a board, I'm on the board of Easter Seal Southern California, and I'm able to apply my skill set in marketing to advance that organization on a national scale. Uh, they are the number one leading provider of disability services in the nation. And so I, being on a, on a board like that allows the, the decisions that we make, the innovation that we bring forward, and the ideas that we have doesn't affect one person. It affects millions of lives. So I believe that, you know, being able to give back with the most impact is critical to me. Um, I could have done a lot of things, but I wanted to be part of a board, not because I need the accolades. I really don't. It's because I can affect so many people and that's why I do it. Thank you for that. It's great to hear and learn. Nonprofit organizations are great places to work, especially for my generation. A second act, if you will. Give us some advice as a board member and as somebody who is giving back. What are some of the skills that are needed today at nonprofit organizations? Yeah, I think in nonprofit organizations, um, you know, I hate to say this, but there's a lot. And this is actually goes for corporate America, but I'll just stick to the nonprofit. There's a lot of old ways of doing things. And you know, how, how, why, you know, I walk into these companies that I consult with sometimes and say, why are you doing it this way? And I'll talk to a CFO or an operations person or a VP of sales. And they say, well, cause that's how we've always been doing it. And this goes back to your earlier questions. It's, it's questioning and saying, but is there a better way? And so my advice when it comes to nonprofits in any or any company is how can we look at something and question it and say, but what, is there a better way? Don't just accept fact as fact. Don't just accept what's being given to you as that's the way. I'm not saying go in there and be a crazy renegade drunken pirate and try to change the <laughs> world and boil the ocean on day one. But I think that what organizations need is not more people to line up and tow the company line. I think what they need is people that are brave enough and curious enough to ask the questions and say, but what if we did this? Which again goes back into being open to questioning, to, to, to asking, to not being afraid to be the only person in the room where everyone's looking at you like you're crazy. But, that's, but, but there's, a, there's an experience and a fun in that and a playfulness in that. So my advice to listeners who want to maybe as a, ch- a second chapter in their life 
be a part of a nonprofit organization is try to see how you, you as the individual snowflake that you are with the many years of experience that you have and in, in a very individual experience, how can you bring that very individual experience to the organization to make it better? No one needs you to just fill a hole or a slot because that's kind of like, so what, you know, like a monkey could do that. You have, you bring something to the table. They, they, they can, you know, and, and, and this goes back to entrepreneurship in a company. I don't want duplication of people around me. I don't need two people that are the same. I like people that are different because it, it causes challenge and friction and curiosity and things to move forward. And so I would say that, you know, in the best way possible, bring, you know, you got to bring Andre to the table and, and, and you got to, you need to know that you're enough. And that you and you being you and being the best version of you is, is okay. And and try to mitigate that and migrate your way of doing things with their way of doing things and try to put the company forward. No one's gonna say no to someone who has a great idea that's gonna move this organization in a new way forward. Every organization I'm I ever am involved in, they love people that are pushing the boundaries, even if they're wrong. The crime is not to be right or wrong. The crime is to not stand up and say, how about we do this? And I guarantee you, nine times out of 10, people are willing to take that risk. Change. You know, some of this really represents a change. And my audience certainly has to change and adapt and evolve. And I think if we're going to succeed, we have to. Uh, last question for you, Andre Phillip. How have you personally changed and adapted and evolved over the last five years? And what uh, about the next five years? I think it's exposure uh, to, you know, I expose myself to everything and uh, that I can to the world. Um, again, I go, I'm a student of the world. So I think that changes. First of all, we embrace change. You know, if you mm -hmm. do things a certain way, um, that's fine. But the, move, the, the, the world is moving at such a rapid pace mm -hmm. um, in technology, in media, in the arts. And, you know, um, a lot of that old school is they don't embrace the change. They want to do the tried and true because they believe there's there's something to that. And all and and I, I there is something to say about structure, but you gotta you gotta be able to embrace the fact that every single I mean to me I try to change and I and I and I ask myself um, you know really hard questions about why I'm doing certain things so that I can continue to evolve myself. But again, you got to look at the world. I learn a lot, and this is gonna sound nuts. Watching TV, watching content, being a student of the world. I walked into a retail environment and someone was using this wand, this magic wand thing that was, I said, what are you doing? And, I, and she said, and most people wouldn't think twice. She said, when, when I, it, 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 it scans an area and it tells us what we have in inventory, live inventory. I thought, and then I took it further. I said, okay, let's, let's deconstruct that. Why would they need that? Because they want to be more efficient. Why do they want to be more efficient? Because they want to have good customer service. Why do they want to have good customer service? Because they're fighting in a retail environment that's physical. Why is that important? Because online is going big. So what does that mean? They want to personalize and have a better experience of what, that, that you have what you, what you want when you want it when you're at retail. All because I asked an employee one question. That, to me, is change and learning. Or I could have said, oh, that's cool, and walked by and then just continued drinking my Diet Coke. <laughs> right? So it's, 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 it, you understand that it's the learning, it's the curiosity, and you start making hypotheses on your own. So you kind of become your own CEO of the world and say, well, that's interesting. I wonder why that happened. Oh, I wonder why that, that ad is targeting you know, um, moms. I wonder what they're, what would, not why is this product so great, but why is it so bad? Mm-hmm. 
but I think there's a spirit underlining all of this, which is, uh, you know, asking questions, embracing change, and and being a part of the change, not looking at the out as an outsider and saying, look at all these things that are happening. Be someone that is either in the middle of it or the person at the front of it saying, let's go change something today. But that's scary, and people don't like scary. Andre Philip, CEO of ELA Advertising. Thank you so much for your time. I have to tell you, I love your spirit. I just love the excitement that you bring. I hope you'll join us again in another uh, uh, 12 months, 18 months, and hear back and see how you're doing and learn some more lessons from somebody who is living the lifelong entrepreneurial journey. But Andre Philip, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Paul. My thanks to Andre Philip and his team at ELA Advertising for putting this show together. And my thanks to Glutados at glutados.com slash better for sponsoring the show today. My thanks to you, our wonderful Not Old Better Show audience, for spending time with me today. I know your time is important, and I'm grateful you've spent some of it with us today. Remember, talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thank you.